Hello, this is your host, Brian Porter. Yay! Um, this is episode uh, 40. Yeah, it was me and my roommate, Jeremy. My roommate and I, Jeremy. But that makes it sound like I'm Jeremy. I'm not Jeremy. He's Jeremy. My roommate. Uh, Painted Friends. And uh, this is Painted Friends 1.5th appearance on the podcast. I say that because the other half of Painted Friends is absent in this episode because he doesn't live with me. Um, so he's not welcome. Um, and I'm not even going to say his name. But Jeremy was here and we had a really good time. Um, just shooting the shit. This was after one of Jeremy's shows. It's just a really chill episode. We don't really get into anything that deep. Um, you know, this is just kind of like a fun one I put out. Just I'm putting out just to keep my numbers getting closer to 50 because I have a 50th episode show that I'm supposed to do next weekend, and I'm not even close to 50 episodes yet. So I've got like 10 to go. Um, so we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, dude. That's what we do. Um, Anyways, yeah, that show's going to be awesome. It's at the Summit Shack with Origami Angel, Equipment, Cheem, Parkway in Columbia, and my band, The Daydream. Wow, weird. Um, that is this coming Saturday, the 21st. So fucking be there, dude. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah. You know, the intro's continuing to go, so I feel like I have to fill the space somehow. I could just shorten it, but I'm not going to because I'm too lazy. And also, here's the episode. And there you have it, folks. Here we go. It's podcast time. Podcast o'clock. It's pot o'clock. 11.40 p.m. It's pot o'clock. It's 11.40 p.m. on November 23rd, 2019. And um, I'm here with Jeremy Rolf from Paint by Numbers. What's your band called? Paint Friends. Paint Friends. That's right. <laughs> Just kidding. Jeremy and I live together and um i hope he doesn't hear me late at night but okay i'm gonna stop talking like there's anyone else like there's other people in the room there's not um this will just be like a chills fuck podcast basically this is what would happen like for people listening this is what would happen anyways (laughs) we'll just we just have microphones in our faces now Yep. But yeah. All right. So we we're just talking about Manchester Orchestra, and tell me the story you were going to tell me. Oh yeah. So we were talking about Manchester, and then uh, I was telling Mr. Brian Porter yes, to my man. left uh, about how me and Hannah went on our second date to Bunbury Festival, 2015. And by the way, Hannah is my girlfriend. Um, anyways, we went to Bunbury Festival 2015, and I was going to see Manchester. Where's Bunbury at? It was in Cincinnati. Okay. Um, so I was going to see Manchester Orchestra, and she was going to see 21 Pilots. So we both went, and I saw Manchester because they were on the, in like the middle of the day. Yeah. It was like a 2 p.m. set. Oh, wow. Them. Or like maybe four. And then 21 Pilots was like second to last, right behind Snoop Dogg. <laughs> um, but like since it was so far away um, and we drove there, like, and we were, we got to Bunbury, like the festival at like 9 a.m. So we left. Oh, do they really start that early? And it's like a four or five hour drive there. Oh. Or- so we left really early. 
And by the time 21 Pilots was going on, um, I was super tired. And I was like, Hannah, do you want to just like go? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we have a long drive ahead of us. <laughs> um, and then she was like, no, we can't. We have to stay. <laughs> You're like, I came for this band. Yeah. Oh, she was. And then <laughs> we saw the band and I instantly became like the biggest Tone of One Pilots fan ever because their live show. That is pretty wild. It's insane, dude. Yeah. It's unlike any other band like out there right now. How would you say it's... It, what, it just feels it so apart? real. It's authentic. It's like there's something about it. Like you can really tell that Tyler and Josh really put in effort to be original and authentic and they don't really um i'm saying um again (laughs) (sighs) i'm gonna get a filter that edit out it's like a just go silent it's like a gate but it it recognizes ums that would be (laughs) the greatest invention ever yeah it Um, just cuts out it replaces (laughs) all ums with well or or just something that makes you sound smart I totally forgot what I was saying. 21 Pilots. You saw them. Oh, yeah. You, their you, show. Like You didn't know who they were before that or you'd never listened to them, basically? The only... I, I knew who they were and only because I wanted to hear what they were sounding like. Yeah. Because it, it was right after they released Blurry Face, um, which is their, uh, their record that made them famous, pretty much. Yeah. <clears throat> so I listened to Fairly Local. And instantly became hooked. Hmm. Dude, like, so I saw my first exposure to them was like, I saw one of their music videos and it made me hate them. I don't hate them <laughs> really anymore. Uh, I'm not like a huge fan, but like I saw a music video. Which song was it? I don't remember the song, but I might be able, you might describe the, visi- yeah, the video. Yeah. So like, it's like part of it is an actual live show where, and there's just one point where like he, has his back to the crowd and then he like does like the gun to his head thing car radio hands and then he just like mimics like shooting himself and then falls back into the crowd it's like super melodramatic to me and i like i'm like oh it was just it made me cringe i was like oh no listen that is a some something about 21 pilots that people don't get is tyler's not afraid to be like emotional and he he does whatever it takes to get what he wants to get like to come across he does whatever it takes so if he wants to seem like he's like in in that moment like really emotional he's gonna go that was very clear yeah to me and he doesn't care if people think it's weird yeah that's no that's the biggest thing for me like like that's why i'm such a big fan of them and and keep in mind like this was i have no I had no prior exposure to them whatsoever. I know nothing about the content of the music or whatever. I just saw the way he did it. And I was just like, oh, no. It's, I, I just felt, it felt really interesting, cheesy to me. But at the same time, I this was like several years ago. And I was way more like quick to judge things back then. I've, I've, I've really mellowed out in that, in that sense. And like I've heard some songs of theirs that I that basically made me go, oh okay, so I, I see what it, I see what the hype's about. Like I, I see why people like them because when I first saw that video, I was like, how do people like this? You know, it it wasn't as bad as the first time I heard dubstep because <laughs> that really made me feel like, how the fuck do people like this? 
I still don't really understand it 100%. But now with at least the 21 pilots, like I've heard some stuff that was like, made me think, okay, I respect this. You know, even if it's not my thing, really, I like respect it, you know, and which is like a, a douchey thing to even say, like, oh, I respect it as if like my respect means anything to, you know, like I don't have to respect it. Like if, if I say I don't respect quote unquote dubstep or like Skrillex type music doesn't mean jack shit, you know, but I think that's what I've kind of realized over the years that my opinions aren't really that important. And like, that's kind of like your opinions are important to me. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I mean, just like if I say like, oh, I don't really like that shit. It doesn't matter at all. You know, like I just I try to keep like negative opinions to myself because I feel like I'm not really adding anything to be like, oh, I think that sucks. Like one of my biggest fears, though, with how much I'm influenced by by them is people thinking that I'm just completely copying them and it right now with the way the band is like our status is we're a duo we're a duo and we use backing tracks do they do the same thing basically they're the exact same thing and like I'm so afraid and this has happened to other bands to where their Tone One Pilots fans will find out about them and then they'll be like oh, this band is just completely copying 21 Pilots. And, like, I'm really afraid that that might happen to Painted Friends because um, I'm so influenced by them. And and the way Tyler does his shows and just their, their songwriting style and everything about them, like, it's a big fear of mine. But at the same time, I think they deserve to get the recognition that they're influencing a lot of the next yeah. generation of artists, which would be me and like other bands. I th- I don't think you're really too. in danger of it though, personally. <laughs> like I think it's good to be aware of it, but your guys' sound I think is not. Uh, it it feels pretty original to me. It it doesn't um it doesn't feel like ripped off now granted i i don't know uh, i don't know like their discography front to back but i don't know i just they do like a lot of like the like almost like rapping type stuff a lot and i don't really hear you doing that and i feel like you that's one thing that i'm never gonna do it just like rap. knowing you it seems like it'd be, be com- so weird it would be a complete you. copy of them <laughs> like, yeah verbatim it just like just knowing you, it doesn't feel like something that you would even do. Like, it yeah. doesn't seem like part of your personality. That I mean, granted, like I haven't known you very long, but it just seems like you don't strike me as the type who would like really express themselves in that way. You seem, you know, you have way more like. If you watch interviews of them, like you'll you'll hear Tyler tell tell like the um, interviewer, he'll he'll say the only like he doesn't even like calling it rap. He just yeah. he says the only reason that we sing the songs in that type of style is because I write poetry and sometimes the the poetry is like a lot of words. Yeah. He has to fit them in one part of the song. So he has to wrap them in that style huh. to fit them in the song. And he's like, Okay, so I guess I guess if that's rap, then that's rap. Um, which I think is cool. And if you listen to one of the 
um, one of their songs called Holding On To You, he talks about he doesn't really like modern rap. Oh. He says it. He one of the lyrics are lean with it rock with it when are we gonna stop with it oh <laughs> like m- meaningless lyrics and stuff like that like, yeah that's annoying as shit <laughs> I, I really i i can't stand that stuff i agree it's it's it, it seems so fake to me it's completely yeah a waste of time it's just like music with a com- an entirely different intention you know like it's just it's, to make money like not to not put any vulnerability yeah into it it's really just like social capital yeah you know it's like it's almost like an accessory to your personality rather than like i don't know it's like like rappers and like a lot of pop music where like the lyrics are really empty and just like they're just regurgitating a bunch of like lyrical tropes um just like all the common thing i mean it's it, it does feel like really generic and it feels like like you said, like a lack of vulnerability that just makes it feel like, oh, this is like a cash grab, or this is this is your way of like drawing attention to yourself, and you're just trying to be popular. And yeah. I think that's really, you know, it sucks because like that ends up being pretty popular because I think there's like a large group in the population that doesn't want to be vulnerable and doesn't want to feel things that deep you know they'd rather just party <laughs> and just like hear shit that makes them not really have to feel things yeah. that are difficult to feel i guess i don't yeah, know I, it's it's I, I agree completely they suck though dude we're better <laughs> they don't know how to live our tastes are better dude absolutely but yeah i mean that's what i one thing i like about like manchester orchestra though like they uh back to them the <laughs> vulnerability like in the like the oh, like, the emotionality of dude. of that stuff it it's just like it speaks to me it very much speaks to me which is why i'm really stoked to see them again you should go to that if you're not doing anything if hannah's going yeah to, to she might get a plus it. one if really it's a photo pass she might get a, pl- a plus one so I'll, i'm definitely gonna go <laughs> does she like get to go in front of the barricade and stuff yeah so i'll That's just be fucking gnarly in general admission and she'll when she's done with the photos then yeah she would meet up with me somewhere dude that'd be so cool honestly Holy... it'd be insane yeah have you, you saw you saw them the one time in 2015 have you ever seen them since no i think i just saw them once yeah but it was insane. They were so loud, which I love. Yeah, yeah. They they turned their guitars up so loud. Dude, yeah. <laughs> they do like this. They have like a great like wall of sound sort of effect. I saw them at the Fillmore. It was the first time I saw them. That and was... Uh, with the front bottoms. Yeah. Yeah. It Dude, was, the front bottoms are so good. I, was, you know, like I've seen the front bottoms before. I actually didn't stay for the front bottoms at that show. Because I'm not like did they the biggest fan. There was, it was a co-headline tour, so they're alternating, oh, okay. like, dates, you know? And the one we went to, uh, Manchester played first. So they played, like, an 11-song set or whatever. If you go good. see Front Bottoms where they're the specific headliner, and it's only their fans there... Yeah. Dude, it's insane. Yeah. They're, they're, they're some of the loudest fans. Oh, dude. It's, I love it so much. I saw them with Brand New. Uh, it was brand new on the devil and god tour and it was it was the weirdest lineup it was the front bottoms and modern baseball with brand new (laughs) brand new (laughs) yeah it didn't make any sense because like 
especially they're doing the Devil and God tour because it was like really, really like somber and it's like a really like kind of dark album. And then Modern Baseball and the Front Bottoms are both like these like poppy, like indie, like indie pop sort of bands, you know, that were just really upbeat and happy. And so like I was up towards the front trying to get a good spot for brand new and the Front Bottom fans, like you said, they were nuts. It was like a bunch of kids just like going ape shit like moshing mm-hmm. to these songs i'm like what are you doing man but they remember, definitely have a fervor you know i remember getting hooked to, to the front bottoms when i went and saw them with hannah i can't remember it was probably in 2015 at some point we went to a lot of concerts that year but um uh i remember that the front bottoms played skeleton and that song instantly got me hooked because the chorus yeah and that song is so catchy, and like, the crowd is so loud at that part. Yeah. I'm like, man, I wonder how they're feeling on stage right now. Oh, because they can hear. Yeah, I've like even at like Twenty One Pilot shows, they're they're not even that loud. Yeah, it's so crazy, dude. No, nah, dude, I I I feel you, and like that's funny you say that because it's like I have that thought a lot. Like, oh, I wonder like what that feels like for for them to to be up there while this is happening. It's got to feel awesome, you know? I hope that, like, if I ever get to, or, like, with Pain and Friends, if that ever happens, it doesn't become something that it's just, like, I get used to. You just become used to, yeah. Which I'm really afraid of. Not a bad problem I'm afraid of a lot of things with music. Yeah. Might as well just quit, dude. Yeah, I, I've never quit music a lot, like, the last couple of weeks. Back <laughs> and forth. Um, but, yeah, I'm really afraid of just not being grateful if i do get the opportunity to be like do music for a living you know i think the fact that you think that would make it so that it would never happen like i don't think you ever. yeah i don't know i think like the people that that happens to are probably like like that's just kind of how they are to begin with they don't really have gratitude like i i can't stand when people think that like they're the shit in any way like for me with music i i've tell people a lot that like even with the songs i write i don't even feel like fully responsible for them i i feel like they just kind of come to me and it's it's like they're coming from somewhere else yeah. almost and like so when someone tells me that they like something i've written it's kind it's cool but like i'll almost be like thanks it's like i know because it's like i I feel like i'm experiencing it with them as if someone else wrote it because i feel like i don't know where these songs come from it's like they come from the ether and then i just play them yeah and i don't really think that hard about them so like if i ever got to that level i feel like i would be taking the perspective almost of like someone in the crowd too like you know it's like just sharing the experience rather than like taking it taking it to my letting it go to my head that like i'm responsible for it you yeah know? but i think you know that's a legitimate fear to have but i, I think that if you've already <laughs> not wanting it to happen then you'll be conscious of it the entire time i'm just way too ahead of myself yeah yeah <laughs> you you know you know most bands start out playing the yellow room coffee shop and then from and there sucks. from there it's glastonbury <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> we just played I just played that show at um the Yellow Room. Yeah, it was Tonight. a cool I mean it was a cool coffee shop. November twenty third, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. It was awesome. 
this show was one of my favorites, if not my favorite show that we've played. Really? I was so comfortable on on the stage. On the floor. Whereas other shows, like, I don't know, it's just I'm nervous the whole time or I just am not feeling it. I, I played one show. I'm not going to say which one it was, <laughs> but I hated every second of it. Really? The big, the people who were there did, did not stop talking. Like it oh, was so loud that's, too. That's so annoying. In the middle dude. of our set, in between songs, we heard like one clap. It was like people were not listening to the music, and oh, I'm like, that's so fucking annoying. I'm giving, I'm I'm so vulnerable up there. Yeah, yeah. And for people sure. just don't care. Like, I guess that's just part of being in a band, but at least have some decency. Like, yeah, just at at least be quiet. Like, if you're not gonna. Yeah, that's so annoying, dude. Yeah, it's it drives me nuts. Like this show, everyone was like paying attention, and they seemed like they were into it, and that helps a lot with me being comfortable on stage. And yeah, no, I definitely feel that, dude. There, there have been times where it's like, like I started a show, and like it's easy to to get distracted when when you hear a bunch of people talking. I've had one show where. Not to brag, but, like, I started the set and, like, everybody was, like, a lot of people were talking, but, like, midway through the first song, like, there was hardly anybody talking anymore. And that was, like, probably you one over. of the best I've felt playing music Yeah, was, like, oh, like, I I sent the performance, basically, and I got them, like, I, I drew them in kind of thing. And it was, it was really fucking cool because it was, like, palpable. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it was very clear that, like, it. It, there was a hush that came around and like i was just like this is fucking rad and that that was like the um is when i played the blind pig dude that venue is so good that was like the i mean i think i've seen you like three times now but that was that, our first show our first show was yeah. at the blind pig yeah that was that was dope how many bands can say they did that right the first show that's pretty sweet oh, dude that venue is i want to play there again so bad and I email. I don't think I emailed. I was going to email them to schedule no, another show, but I'm going to at some point. I'll let you know because I'm playing there the 28th of December. And Dude, add us to the bill. Yeah, I well, you know, we have is me and uh, Pursuer, our my bass player's band, his main band, and then we've asked like a ton of bands. Like, which, cause we're trying to get bands that are like bigger than us because we're not very big. We don't have like a huge draw. So, like, we're sure, trying to, yeah. we're trying to get like some headliners that we can like open up for because we have the dates secured. But, you know, we want, we want like a big crowd. So, you know, we're, I mean, you get it. We're both at this phase basically where yeah, yeah, for sure. we just hope to get on shows where like there's a built in crowd because of who we're playing with. And, uh, but yeah, like if we can get like a really big, if or like you know a decently big uh, headliner, then uh, and if you know if the bands, none of the bands that we've already asked say yes, then I'll let you guys know. This Sweet. is behind the scenes footage, not footage. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's cool. Like to think about though, like, of I mean, a year ago I was just like playing the blind pig seemed like how the hell do you make that happen, you know? And now to be in the, even be in the position where it's like struggling to find bands to play with me at the Blind Pig is still way fucking cooler (laughs) than, you know, feeling like you're on the outside looking in. 
like even even the show I played there, there was maybe there wasn't very many people there, but it was just cool to to the say that I've done there it. The sound there is insane. Oh, dude, good. it's so good now. I love it. They didn't they do this like massive upgrade? Yeah, like recently within like the last years five years. I don't remember exactly. Um, but yeah, they got it like a new owner, and the like the bar is way better now. Like they 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 like knocked out the like the top part, like the overhanging part of the bar. So it's like really open now. I don't know if you've been there since they did that. I think the last time I was there before uh, May 29th. Was, oh no, it was like years, probably three or four years. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like it, they like remodeled the bar area. It's really nice now. <laughs> it's really cool. So I'm stoked. I'm stoked about that, but can't remember what we were talking about before that shit. I don't remember. Life's hard, dude. It's too late. Yeah. Remember things. Oh yeah, we we're talking about the uh, the coffee shop show that you guys just did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you guys are done, that metal band came on. I still felt so bad for them. Because <laughs> like for people, obviously not everyone listening was there, so it was like this coffee shop in Wyandotte, and you, there was a venue upstairs. But for whatever reason, you guys weren't able to play because there was like a capacity issue. So the bands were just like downstairs in the actual coffee shop with all the lights on. And like, there's a few times where people walked in. You could tell they weren't there for the show. They were yeah. just like there to get coffee. Yeah. And you guys are rocking out. <laughs> and then if you guys done, it was like this metal band came on with like, they were just so out of place. Yeah. So out of place. Yeah, it's tough being in a metal band. Yeah, I'd really like to be in a metal band though, like playing guitar as like a, a second I say this all the time if you're in a metal band or a hard rock band you want a guitar player like a second guitar player hit me the fuck up I'm not trying to like join a a band to like write the music or whatever or like start a metal band but I really want to like just play shows with a band that's already around <laughs> yeah. just just for fun like you know I something low stress because I just feel like it's almost like a workout playing a metal show I just love the energy of it but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe one day. Maybe Norma Jean will call me up. My first band that I was ever in was a metal band. Really? Were you we, just guitar? We didn't, we didn't do anything. Like, we just wrote a couple riffs. Yeah. And, and called Does that it, count? What, what was our band name? It was so bad. It was like Pulse or something. Flesh <laughs> like, of the Ancient. <laughs> it was really... I don't. I can't remember what it was, but... We had really fun, like a lot of fun. We recorded uh, our first demo through Audacity. (laughs) (laughs) And that was like right at the time I discovered Mixcraft, which is what I use now. So, but like having an EP that is recorded on Audacity, I actually still have one. That's hilarious. Um, And it honestly doesn't sound that bad. (laughs) I think it's like, you know, if you it's, it's really more about the mics and stuff. Oh, we were using a Guitar Hero mic. A Guitar Hero mic? A Guitar Hero mic that we plugged in USB the into directly into the computer. Not even through like any type of interface. Wow. So like the really no preamp at Nothing. all. Nothing. It was just directly <laughs> into the computer. <laughs> so you're just like room micing it basically. Room micing it and we had our Line six, uh, spider amps. Oh, naturally, yeah, yeah. 
uh, like turned up all the way. Is that too insane? Yeah, playing in like drop D, <laughs> drop C, drop C. That's where it's at, dude. That drop, was when drop that w- drop B. Yeah, that was when Avenged Sevenfold was like my ultimate influence. Yeah. Backcountry, dude. Backcountry, the drums <laughs> on that song are like. Yeah, actually, R- the drums on R- any of that Sunfold song is good. Yeah, they're like insanely good. Rev Pass, dude, while no, back, R.I.P. Yeah, I remember. I used to like them. I actually liked Backcountry, you know, and then I just realized that all their songs were kind of the same song, like their albums were like just like one long song. I felt like. That just like had a bunch of like alternating parts that were just like, all right, when is the next harmonizing guitar solo coming? I'll Appar- hear this. Apparently, the Rev recorded all the drums in one yeah. take. Really? That's what I heard. And I believe it. That's the legend of the Rev, dude. Yeah, he, I can see it. He's a beast. He, he might be or might have been the best drummer alive. No, dude. I mean, okay, name a better one. Uh, the guy from the Mars Volta, I can't remember what his name is. It's this, he's this black dude and he played for the, like, I can't remember what his fucking name is, <laughs> but uh, he was a fucking monster. And then, it, I mean, it just depends on like the, the type of drumming. It's like Carter from Dave Matthews Band is a complete beast. I don't know if you ever like watch any videos of him play. But he's he's a fucking beast. I got the Rev was really good for like what they did and everything. I'm not taking yeah. anything away from that, but like I think there's more like it's a matter of preference, you know. I, I like a more nuanced approach where I feel like the Rev is just like destroying the drums the entire time, you know. And he's very good at it, but I think like there's it's not it's not the most dynamic thing. Have you ever listened to like on YouTube, have you ever listened to uh, the Rev drum tracks? Like just the drums? Nothing no. Else? I would do that before yeah. you say anything else. Because, <laughs> dude, I'm I'm telling you, it will blow your mind. Yeah. The the intricacy and the details that are like in what he's doing, you don't really hear it with all of the yeah. tracks in. I bet you like if he was doing like a drum solo or if he was playing just the drums like without worrying about like being the backbone to to the music i you know it would probably be better you know or like at least showcase like his skills more cuz you don't have to worry about like how it sits in the mix you can just kind of like show off as much as you possibly can yeah it's true do you play drums at all like, uh, can i you can play? keep a beat but no oh yeah <laughs> I can't I, I'm not keep a, a beat. I I've, can't. I've thought about it a couple times, but drums is just well. One, if I were to get or play drums, I would want an acoustic kit, and I've never lived in a place where I could have an acoustic kit except for now. Yeah. Um, and I guess I, I mean wish, maybe I'll get into it now. I wish Mitch would leave his drum set over here. Yeah, I wish Mitch would like <laughs> grow up and. Leave his drums. I here. wish, yeah, I wish Mitch would like get a job and then like buy another t shirt besides the all get out t shirt that he wears every day. Seriously, or taking back Sunday t shirts. <laughs> it's like, hey, Mitch, 
do laundry and buy another shirt. Jeez. I posted a picture of his uh, deep dab on Instagram. (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) It's really good, dude. He does have a deep dab. Everyone go check out my Instagram, the In a Daydream (laughs) Instagram, uh, and see Mitch from Painted Friends doing the deepest dab you've ever seen. I think he's still there. He's still holding it. Yeah. Legend, legend. (laughs) The legend continues, dude. Do you, do you like celery? I like celery. Yeah. If you ever have the opportunity to send Mitch a video of you eating celery, do it. Really? I have some celery in the fridge, dude. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) He gets so mad because he like despises celery. Really? For some weird reason. It's really funny. I think he overreacts on it. I think he overreacts on purpose, but every time I find myself eating celery, I take a quick like three second video really? of me eating it. He gets so pissed. <laughs> it's so stupid, dude. So if we can get more people to send him videos, that would be that would be amazing. Yeah, this is a call to arms to my listeners. Uh, Mitch Crosby. Mitchell Crosby. Even if you don't yeah. know him, find him on Facebook. Eat and- celery and send it. Yeah, send just videos of it to Mitch. Please, that would be so funny. As soon as we're done, I'm gonna do that. I'm 100% going to do that. Uh, I want to like make a burner account too and like blur out my eyes and stuff and then just take videos of just my mouth eating celery. Oh, we could do like an ASMR type video. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Get like a really close up camera and like a really high end condenser mic. Put it right next to her mouth. Or Uh. or, or like start the video like where you can only hear it and like have the camera like right up to your face so that's just black and then you just hear it and then you slowly pull it away so it's like he gets caught up he's just listening trying to figure out what the fuck is this and then eventually the camera like pulls away and you can just see that someone's eating celery oh my gosh why does he hate just celery so much i don't know dude but it's, it's hilarious burns calories i think it i think it takes more calories to eat it than it than it gives. yeah yeah that's what it is and Mitch could stand to lose a few pounds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's looking a little slow on that drum set, dude. <laughs> no, Mitch is Mitch is a quite the physical specimen. I'll say that. I will say that, dude. He's a gorgeous human being. He is. He's <laughs> a gorgeous human being. He's a good looking guy. He's, he's all right, man. He's constantly talking about how his ex-girlfriends follow him around everywhere. It's like, we get it, dude. We get it. You're the shit. <laughs> He had he had an ex girlfriend that hated that he was in a band. I don't want to like that's what happened for him, with but. my drummer uh, my before Noah. He started seeing this girl, and like she she was like all worried that they wouldn't be able to hang out and stuff. And she was like telling him like, "Why are you basically encouraging him to not play in the band and like go back to grad or go to grad school?" And everything started falling what a apart. Mom. I know, dude, and, you know, it, we were, like, homies, and then all of a sudden, we weren't anymore, and he started, like, he started, he basically told me that, like, my sense of humor was, I was a complete, another asshole, which was, like, he went from completely understanding my sense of humor, and, like, understanding that I'm being sarcastic, and I'm being ironic, because I, I'm, I'll, like, make jokes about, as if I'm an asshole, but it's satire, like, I'm completely the opposite Mm -hmm. so he went from understanding that to like acting as though that was like my authentic personality 
and just like refused to hang out with me or talk to me ever again. It was just like really strange. And it, it all started happening around the time that he started dating this girl who didn't really like the fact that he was in a band. So I was like, all right. Yeah. But you said you had a, or Mitch had a girlfriend that was. Yeah. He was in this band and the, the singer was a girl and uh, his that's, girlfriend that's didn't like that. He was in band with a girl. Some stupid. Hey, you know what's? I can't think of really anything that's more attractive than jealousy. Jealousy is the most attractive quality in a, yeah. In a woman. Yeah, if I'm gonna be with a girl, I want her to like constantly be freaking out anytime another girl looks at me. <laughs> There's nothing hotter than that. No, that's that's miserable. <laughs> how do, how else do you know if they want you? You'll know. You know that, yeah, right. You'll know. I would never. I would. I wouldn't know. I don't. I don't really. If there's any any girls out there that like me, please don't tell me, because then I I'll just get nervous and I won't know what to do. Uh, I could always ask Mitch though. He's the fucking guru. <laughs> do you but, know what Mitch said today? I'm not what? even say it. Never mind. <laughs> Mitch the, has two phones. Does he really? He has a flip phone that he uses for like. He's got two calling. phones. And then his, like, really old smartphone for, like, internet stuff. He what goes, a weirdo, dude. He goes, what? What a weirdo. I'm not even going to say it. No, I can't say it. We can, you can tell me off the mic. I'll tell you off the mic. It's so yeah. funny, though. <laughs> what a weirdo, dude. That is so Mitch. Yeah. Mitch is the type of guy who probably would wear two watches, dude. What is up with this stand? It's it, a piece of shit. It was fine, and then now it's, like... It, you, it probably yeah, I don't know this is quality content uh, it probably just it, one it's a really piece of shit stand it's really light um, what brand is this Samson? I think it's like Amazon Basics dude it it's, says Samson on it oh okay then that's what it is oh that's the Amazon Basics one there's like straight up Amazon oh hi Luca hi kitty hi pretty girl come here baby the official cat of invite the neighbors, Luca the, the cat. So you you have any uh you got that new song that you're working on? Do you have like falling a, in love? Do you have any uh? I think we we might change the name to I think I'm falling in love. Oh, but I literally just thought that now, so I don't. Know. Oh, but then, yeah, we're working on a song. We were gonna play it today, but we still need to work on it more. And it is our, it's going to be our number one hit. You think so? It's that good. I'm kidding. It sucks. Do you think that like that's you think that just because it's like your newest? One? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean that's okay. That's like uh, it's a common thing uh, it, for like artists to feel like whatever. Every they're song I on. write is the best song that I write. At that yeah. Time. Yeah. 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 I I definitely get that because I think that it is it's up there. With like your best songs, I you've only say. heard the demo though. Yeah, yeah, but that's true. I think it's pretty dope, honestly. It. I wrote it like imagining that I'm playing it live. Yeah, and I've never done that before. Like the the album that I wrote, um, to feel the ache of old age. Uh, <laughs> Luca the cat. Um, I just wrote that because I was thinking about the songs in my yeah, head. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And tried to bring them to life as best I could. 
you didn't really consider like the performance aspect or like the- no i didn't think about performing them like at all and then when the time came you figured out how to was, perform them yeah. kind of thing and that's when we were like okay we have to use tracks and um yeah stuff like that but you say like this song is more falling in love i wrote the song visualizing me playing it live oh okay and guess where i learned that tactic from 21 pilots the one and only Tyler Joseph. <laughs> Two first names. Um, <laughs> pick one. You, you know. You want to know his middle name? Pick one. Jared, Robert. Robert. Okay, pick one, dude. Three first names. Pick one, and that's it. Uh, pick one, and that's it. But uh, like you said, like you know, writing a song to be played live. Does that change like the instrumentation? What do you, What makes that different? What was different about that? What I visualize is what I'm doing because the song I start out playing piano. Yeah. I there's that twenty, twenty five second uh transition into me playing guitar. Takes you that long? Well, I I'm gonna be <laughs> going really slow yeah. on the stage. I'm gonna make it seem like super emotional and Okay, so what As are you doing during that 25 seconds? I don't know exactly. We're going to have to figure that out when we play it. Um, But, like, I don't know. But you use backing tracks and stuff, so there's something going on. There's, like, music happening. There's, yeah, there's the fade-in of the mass amount of vocals singing, I think I'm falling in love. Oh, okay. With the instrumentation of, like... Yeah. Well, maybe you could just like do those vocals kind of like do like one layer of the vocals yourself while there's like yeah that might be a good idea you know just don't ever get one of those microphones that is like the headset microphone <laughs> don't ever do that please with like the filter on the microphone yeah, part it just looks so dude it's like oh what are you britney spears do you know who um what's his name uh Oh, what is his name? He his yes. his album is oh Jacob Collier. Do you know no. who that is? Mm-mm. Well, he is the greatest musician in the world right now. So I feel like you should look him up. Oh yeah. Uh, but he uses that mic on stage, which oh, is really dude. funny to me. It's like it's like you're either Britney Spears or you're fucking doing a TED talk. Like I, it's just it's weird. It just doesn't look good dude i don't even like <laughs> wireless mics i saw you, i realized that you had the wireless mic and i was just like wireless mics are good for um not having to worry about tripping over a cable and that's the only yeah. reason and also for clarity like the mic that i have is really good for like yeah hearing my voice like clear and that's um, yeah i i use like a vocal effect pedal though so it's like i mean i suppose you still could with a wireless mic uh, maybe i don't know oh yeah it's uh, yeah through the chain because yeah it's not completely say. wireless it's right wireless from the mic to, to, the, to the, receiver. the receiver yeah 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 the receiver is what goes yeah so, okay so you just plug that into the pedal yeah. yeah okay that makes sense i like the like for like the times when i uh like in my old band there was times when i wouldn't play guitar i would just sing and like the rest of the band would kind of do shit which was a lot of fun uh, I loved having the the cable. Like, if I didn't have the cable, I would feel so weird. Like, I had to, like, hold on to the cable and, like, do stuff with it. I don't know. It was weird. But I, I liked having it. 
but uh so any other songs like or yeah, do you have like a record yeah. planned or uh i'm probably always going to be writing a record yeah until like i can't think of any more songs <laughs> like right now we are writing an album but like the only song that we have pretty much solidified is falling in love and <clears throat> everything else we probably have like probably 10 songs that are not even close to being ready yeah just a bunch of ideas that i'm really excited about but haven't had the time like to, flush them out yeah to really work on them and you feel like so the the first album you wrote all yourself yeah basically well yeah entirely yep and then is mitch no, I asked you this before, but like, I'm just Mitch is curious. very annoyingly being a part of the writing process. <laughs> do, how do do you feel like that's changing, like the the style of the music at all, or do you feel like he's like writing within? Kind if of it like, is, it's not in a bad way. Yeah, and the more people that I have um, writing with me is going to make it that much better because the more opinions, in my opinion, is better. Yeah, depends. <laughs> <laughs> the more opinions if it's less than three yeah right <laughs> it yeah it's uh it's complicated man like i i see some bands that are like four or five people and they all like have a say and stuff not that not everyone should maybe have a say but like they all are like writers and they all like and that's just wild it's, to me. it's gotta like, be I, like one of the biggest challenges of being in a band yeah like if you get past the local uh part of being a band and you actually like make it yeah cuz then everybody that, feels like that has to be the hardest part is just writing new stuff yeah because now all all the members of your band have they they have no choice but to have an ego yeah. because they've made it even if they like are fully aware of it like you can't really be like I didn't really I didn't make it no you made it now you still have to stay grounded yeah. and not think that you're like some musical genius. Right. Unless you are, unless you're like Andy Hole. Yeah, Andy Hole's the fucking shit. But he's like seems to be really down to earth too though. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's a fucking badass. Have you have you listened to Swiss Army Man's soundtrack? No. Did you know that Andy Hole and uh Robert McDowell, I think is his name? They wrote it. Did they? They they did a movie soundtrack. Oh, that's for dope. Swiss Army Man. I know Swiss Army so Man. Good. It's a really weird movie. That's the one with Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. right? It's like a really like psychedelic kind of like trippy, not psychedelic, but it's like it's like trippy, sort of like surrealistic. Dude, it's one of the greatest movies that I've seen. Really, it's so good. I only saw the end of it. Like I walked in and like saw the end of it, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And, and like person I was watching was like, "You know, you just need to like see it. You need to watch it from the beginning, dude." Yeah, but I, I'm telling you. The music in it is so good. It does. Huh, it should have won at least some type of award. I don't know if it did, but it should have won something. It won the Jeremy's, the Jeremy Award for cinematic. I don't know, dude. It's fucking twelve thirty. <laughs> Brain's <laughs> not twelve thirty. It's just about twelve twenty six. Just about to be up in five hours. Oh shit! Most I don't get sleep. I don't care. Oh really? I've been, I've my sleep schedule sucked so much ass lately, dude. It's been so bad. I sleep until like, I don't know. I slept till like noon today. 
I mean, I can't talk. You work nights, dude. So you have like a. Well, I work nights, but um, like I I don't want to sleep that much because if I if I get like a full eight hours of sleep, then I'm only gonna have like two hours of free time a day. Yeah, which sucks. I've done that a couple of times. Like you can't do anything with that. How many hours do you work? Like how long are your shifts? My shifts are normally like nine to ten hours. Oh, really? But it's an hour away. So if I'm working, oh. if I'm working a ten hour shift, then that's twelve hours. Yeah. Plus, I need to get if they say like an average of eight hours of sleep. That's literally. Yeah, I have four hours. Have like four hours of. You know, and you're also getting ready for work and yeah, things like, like I have that. to make my my lunch and to do laundry. Yeah, I hate doing laundry. Life dude. sucks, dude. God damn it! I I just and if anyone from my work listens to this, don't be offended, please. But I cannot wait to put in my two weeks <laughs> for music to work out. But I have to wait for that. Yeah, dude, that's the thing, man. That's what we were talking about before. You gotta. And that's why I don't want to get that much sleep because I want to spend as much time as possible working on music. Yeah, I I commend you. I'm way too ADD to like put in the time that you do. Like you go down, you like every day you go downstairs and you're just working on music all day. There are things that I have to do for me to be able to do that. Like I have like when I get home from work, I have to set my coffee maker to be to go off. So I don't have to make coffee in the morning. Yeah. Because that is like one of the biggest things that gets me up is like knowing I have a full fresh pot of coffee waiting for me. I can kind of smell it too. Yeah. That's what gets me up. And Uh. then I get my coffee and then I'm like 60% awake at that point. (laughs) And then some of my best ideas have been like really tired. Huh. Um. Yeah, my the way my yeah. brain works, it's like I, I'm like the most productive at the most inconvenient times for my my health. Oh. <laughs> you know, like yeah. like one in the morning or something. Like I can't sleep or something, and then like some line will pop into my head, or and then I'm like, oh fuck, now I gotta write this. Oh yeah, that's happened a couple times. Yeah, it's, but it's happened to me. But I just was like, screw it, I'm gonna go to sleep, and I've forgotten them. It's happened uh, actually probably four or five times. Yeah. Like, really good ideas, and I'm like, I don't care enough. To- yeah. You know, I just kind of think that, like, another one will come, you know? Like, I just kind of trust that, like, all right, well, I had this idea, which I really loved. I, I don't think that it's the last one that's ever going to come. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I just, I'm all about, like, synchronicity and, and things happening when they're supposed to. Like, I kind of don't. I go back and forth in my mind about whether or not I even believe in free will. And I think like, well, it's like convenient for me to think this, but I think that like things will happen at the exact right time when they're supposed to happen. So like when it's convenient for me and like, I'm actually like the songs will come to me when they're supposed to come to me and then I'll write them and it just will happen because it, it always has happened. I've always had songs, you know, I've never not had songs you know so it's like i could work harder but i don't know it's it's just like everything seems to be just like happening the way it's supposed to i guess yeah you just have to kind of i 
like I said, it's convenient for me. And it's like, it very much could be like a rationalization and just like a way for me to stay lazy. But, <laughs> you know, it's for me, like I have to, I can't, I couldn't imagine like working on an, like a full length record right now. Like every song I write is like five minutes long. Like if I had to record a full length album, it would never get done. I feel like an EP is taking me forever. It's tough. Recording is really tough. Getting it exactly the way you want it. Yeah. Sometimes you can't get it exactly the way you want it. And you just have to live with it. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. But I mean, that's why I'm paying money for people to do it because Dude. it's just like, if I wasn't paying for it, I don't know that I would bring myself to do it myself because I get so frustrated. I had the worst experience paying for a recording. I, I paid this dude, or I was going to pay this dude $50 an hour to record vocals. Because wow. I, I, I wanted to do all the instrumentation, but um, because vocals are so important to the record, I wanted to get those professionally done. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this guy's charging 50 an hour. His website looks legit. I went to... His studio, which is just his basement, yeah, and it, it the mo- the biggest mess you've ever seen. Wow, there's he's got like four dogs upstairs, like, and you know Michigan houses. If you if the dog is walking upstairs, you can hear it downstairs. Yeah, we're trying to record vocals, especially with like condenser mics that pick up a lot. Yeah, we're we're trying to record vocals, and this this guy's dogs are like running around upstairs and he's got like five people at the house like just like talking like having a party and we're trying to record vocals i'm like dude in the middle of the session i was like you know what i'm just gonna leave really (laughs) yeah i was i was honestly pissed wow because he was gonna charge people 50 dollars an hour to get really crappy recordings of themselves we're like was the equipment nice at least or and it, it wasn't like crap equipment, but probably a couple hundred dollars on the vocal mic. And oh, dude. Nothing worth $50 an hour was at that studio. That's annoying. It was so annoying. Oh, I wouldn't let that turn you off completely from Well, I just, I, I invested in the SM7B that, I, that, I'm, that I'm talking into right now. Yeah. Uh, and recorded vocals. I got a couple plugins from Sweetwater and I mean I recorded them myself but it was just an added layer of like frustration and yeah no dude that's that's obnoxious it is so it was really annoying and like my sister was gonna pay for some of the um sessions but you just shut it down basically Christmas present for me oh like last year how did you find the guy online oh yeah. I was like recording studio near Allen Park, Michigan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, dude, if you ever need uh if you ever want to do that, like I at this point I know a lot of people that do it that are like they know what they're doing. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't really I didn't at the time. I didn't know like anyone in the scene. Oh, yeah. It's um, not that hard now, like I'm sure like, you know, yeah. once you start figuring out like who the bands are and like where they're a lot of people record with the two people I'm recording, like it's just weird. It's like, I'm kind of like going back and forth between Nick Diener and, and Tyler Floyd. But like you were telling me about Floyd, right? Yeah. He, uh, well, cause he's 150 a day. Yeah. That 
I want to hear some nice of his shit. recordings just to see what it. What oh, it, I'll, I'll do it when we're done. I'll, I'll play. Please. I'll play you the. Uh, because I want for falling in love. I want to do live drums for it. I don't oh, want to do superior. Dude, yeah, drummer. I'll, I'll play you some. Um, the drums we did sound fucking awesome, and uh, guitar too. Like the overdrive sound that I'm getting on the guitar sounds so good, dude. Like it sounds. I've never heard my guitar sound so good. It, like it's like ideal. Like I'm like. What are they using for amps? Uh, he's got a lot of fenders because his dad does a uh, fender repair. Okay. He, so like I used, I doubled every guitar track for overdrive. Sure. And so like we used uh, a vintage deluxe reverb nice. with an SM57. And then for the double track, and we used his uh, Fender Strat, the single coil on the bridge for one track. And then the other track, I used my HH Telecaster hooked up to uh, an old Fender Bandmaster with a... Uh, a two by twelve, like vintage two by twelve Fender cab, using like a a tube condenser mic, so it just sounds really warm and full, and like that doubled with the deluxe reverb take, it sounds huge. It sounds huge, dude. I'll play it for you. Um, but yeah, like he he knows what he's doing. He's doing a great job. And then Nick Diener's got a, a ton of shit because he used to be in like a band that uh, we still in a band, but his old band, The Swellers, toured a fuck ton. Like they were big, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so like he accumulated a lot of gear over the years. And you know he uh, he just he's really big into like getting the sound as good as possible in front of the computer, so that like so he has like a lot of rack compressor like rack sure. effects like it's like really nice like rack uh preamps and stuff yeah yeah so and he's got super nice mics and stuff but uh yeah i i'm still kind of confused as to like how the finished product is going to come about because like are you done recording like no entirely or no not even close uh but it's just like i'm i'm doing tracks it's kind of like half and half. I'm doing like half of them with Tyler, half of them with Nick. And then Nick is probably going to like do the mixing and like the, the, the finished tracks will be with him, but then they'll probably get mastered somewhere else. I don't even know, man. I'm still figuring out as I go along. It's just money just flying on my ass, but it is what it is, dude. Investing in my future, trying to follow my dreams but yeah money is just a number who cares about money i don't clearly i just spend it like it doesn't mean nothing spend money like it don't mean nothing and besides i got a thing for you see me winding and grinding all right well i think once i start singing akon it's time to wrap it up so um everybody check out painted friends on um twitter on bumble and uh are you guys on Tinder too? Mitch is on Tinder. Mitch is on Tinder. Of course he is, dude. <laughs> He's just dabbing. He's dabbing oh, through the geez. depths of the the. Mitch is gonna dating apps. If, whenever he listens to this, he's gonna seriously hate me. He's probably gonna quit. He's, well, he's going to hate you when, when he sees the video of me eating celery. Dude. Oh, yes. Oh, please do he's that. He's really going to hate that. Please, please do that. At Painted Friends on Instagram. Uh, painted friends band camp painted friends you know how to use the internet band's called painted friends if you can't find them okay boomer <laughs> wow all right bye everybody <laughs>